0: Feeling good, like I should, when in took walk around the neighborhood, feeling blessed, never stressed, got that sunshine on my Sunday bed. Welcome back to People First Podcast. I'm John Parker. It's Friday. It's Friday before Memorial Day weekend. I know everybody's excited to get out this weekend. Actually, it looks like it's going to be pretty nice in Montana, so we're all excited to get out, get some camping in, enjoy some family time. We're still in a leadership series. We're still talking about the different aspects of leadership, and I want to touch on one today that's just so important. If you talk and you surveyed or however you wanted to find out this information, You could Google it, whatever. You can ask Siri. You can talk to Alexa. And you ask, what are the three things that most companies struggle with? They're going to tell you these things. They're going to talk about accountability. Holding people accountable within an organization seems to be an issue. They're going to talk about trust. The fact that there's a trust factor, there's a a trust issue within organizations when -hmm. when you have a lot of people working together. And then the last one, the one we're going to focus on today is communication. There's a lack of communication. There's miscommunication. There's all type of issues around communication. And if you think about it, if you think about our last year, look at all the issues we have with communication just socially as well. I mean, we've really struggled in this area and not only in, at the workplace, but in life. Think about this. If you, if you watch the news, if you're on the headlines, if you're paying attention to what's going on in America or around the world, man, it's hard to voice your opinion anymore. Because if you don't have the same opinion as the person you're talking to, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to listen to it. So unless you have the same ideas... Nobody wants to hear from you. And then when you don't have that same idea, the same focus or the same opinion, right? We don't want to listen. We, we just back down and we don't want to listen to what they have to say because that opinion doesn't matter. If it's not the same as mine, why would I listen to it? Well, that's a huge issue. That's a huge issue. I mean, one of the great things about this country is that we can speak, we can talk, we can think the way that we want to think. And we should have enough respect for each other to listen to others' opinions and hear what they have to say. And we struggle with that everywhere, in the workplace, socially, in our own family, in our households, these type of struggles we face daily. Let me tell you a story. Last year, when the George Floyd issue, uh, this was a terrible thing that happened we all know about it. We've all been watching how this is really you know, taking a racial awareness to the next level. Uh, when that happened, I called a friend of mine. And let me tell you a little bit about this friend. He is a, a veteran like myself. He has kids like myself. He's a man of faith and serves his church like myself. The only real difference between me and him is simply this. He's black. And I'm white. And I called him and I said, hey, man, I got to talk to you about how you're feeling about all these different things that are going on in our country. And right I want to know what you're thinking, how you're feeling, how this is affecting you. I want to talk to you. I want to sit down and just have a conversation about how you see things. But I also want you to know how I see things based on our experiences. You know what he said? He said, absolutely. When can we meet? So I drove three hours because he didn't live in the same town. I drove three hours to have this conversation with him. We sat down in a coffee shop and we talked for about two hours and it was a phenomenal, phenomenal conversation. I listened to what he had to say and what, how he felt about where we stand in America today on racial issues. And he talked to me based on his experiences growing up because that's really a lot of our knowledge comes from our experience So I listened to what he had to say. And then I said, hey, here are the ways I see things. This is what I was taught. These are the experiences I had. And guess what he did? He listened to me as well. We didn't always exactly agree on everything that was said. But you know what? That was okay. Because it's all right to have a different opinion. It's all right to have a different experience. But when we walked away from that conversation, I'm going to tell you right now, we weren't further apart. We didn't walk away from each other because our differences, actually, we were closer than we were before. And that's how conversations should be had. This is what we should do when we communicate. You talk, I listen, and I listen to understand about what you're trying to say. And then I talk, and then you listen, and you try to understand what I'm trying to say. And together, we see the differences between us and our different points of view. And that's okay. To have those. What if we had more conversations like that? What if we were able to just sit down and really talk to each other about how we're feeling, what we're seeing, without any real judgment? But really, all we're trying to do is understand your viewpoint and then you understand my viewpoint. How would the world be different if we could actually sit down and have conversations? What problems could we solve today if we could just get into? a conversation, something definitely to talk about, something definitely to think about. But today I'm going to not only focus on that, I want to focus a little bit more on the leadership side, which could go into your workplace. It could go into your church. It could go into a place where you volunteer. I'm going to talk about communication in the places that you lead, right? There are so many struggles with communications in the places that you lead. I found an article uh, on the internet. And I thought it was really good. I'm going to share some of this information with you. And it, it, it talks about poor communication in the workplace, which could be anything, right? And it states this, poor communication often occurs when there's a discrepancy between what is said and what is heard. Makes total sense. How many times has someone said something, you walk away thinking they said something else because the communication wasn't clear. So what causes poor communication? Let's talk about some of the things that this article states, which they're right on. How about this one? Unconfirmed understanding. Now you're thinking, what does that mean? When communicating with another person, you should always ask questions to make sure they have clearly understood you. It's important for you to check the comprehension Every time during a conversation. How many times have you walked into a meeting, you're leading a meeting, you've got a group of individuals that you're talking to, and people walk out with a different opinion of what you said? I want you to understand that is not on them. That is on you. You want to make sure that the points that you're saying are clear and concise. The points you're making that they understand, you want to make sure you're communicating clearly to the group of people that you are talking to. Don't assume that they understand. Right? Ask questions to clarify always. We also have issues in written communication in the workplace, in our places of volunteering, or even our church. And this can cause a misunderstanding because there's a lack of nonverbal cues to strengthen that communication. Right? They can't see you. They can't hear you. All they do is read what you're writing. And I'll tell you something. Emails, as great as they are, there's all types of issues with emails out in the workplace for sure, right? We often read into tones in the emails. We think that people are saying something else when it's clearly written. We think that they are angry often when they're not. So leaders, I want you to understand when you're writing an email, make your emails easy to read. Don't paragraph format them. If there are certain points that you want to stress in the email, bullet point them, underline them, italicize them. Whatever you got to do, make them stand out. Make sure your points are easy to see. That block paragraph type of formatting does not help that situation. And leaders, let me put this in there too. Emails, they're not for reprimanding. They're not for pointing out mistakes. Those type of things are done verbally. Those type of things are done face-to-face or over the phone, but they're not to be done in emails. Do not use emails to reprimand or point out poor performance. That's not what you do with an email. That's not what leaders do. And if you're angry, because I've been angry so many times when I'm typing an email, I've read an email. I'm like, oh yeah, now you've got me. Now I'm fired up and I'm firing back an email. That's never good. If you get to a point where you're getting ready to fire off an email, step back. Take a breath. Type out your email, but do not send it. Take five minutes, come back to it and read it again and decide if this is how you really want to respond. If you should respond through email or is this a conversation that you should have face to face because that's what leaders do. I've saved a lot of relationships in my workplace by not sending that email, right? By going to that person and having a conversation and sitting down to find out what they really meant by the email that was sent. So take that time. Often, we also have a lack of clear objectives. Employees need to have expectations communicated to them clearly and in detail. They should know what's expected of them, so you have to clearly communicate those expectations to them without a doubt. Another issue within communication might be fear of punishment. Employees sometimes will hold information because they fear that their honesty could have a negative consequence. I felt this. I know what this means. Leaders, I want you to make sure you're understanding you have to create that safe place in the workplace, that safe place in your organization, that safe place in your uh, your building or your place of worship where people are not fearful of communicating with you. They can tell you what they see. They can tell you how they feel. They can tell you when they think you are not on the right path. That communication has to be strong if you want to be successful. In whatever you are doing, you've got to create that safe workplace for your employees around you. When leaders have that transparent communication style and they value honesty, they want feedback, employees will feel comfortable being vulnerable around them. And that's how we get better. That's how we move forward, is creating that type of culture around our employees. What about gossip? Who has not experienced gossip in their lifetime, right? When rumors start to spread, it can cause people to believe all kind of information, right? And usually it's the wrong information. It's best to keep employees updated and current information and stop the spread of rumors. It's make sure that everybody is, knows what's going on, where we're heading, and maybe if there's issues out there that we're addressing, keep your employees in the know and that'll stop the gossip from spreading. Leaders, you don't want gossip? That's on you. Keep your communication flowing. And then one of the things we found over this COVID year is remote communication, right? We've all had to work remotely. A lot of workplace communication is occurring through the Internet, over Zoom, over these different types of of software, without in-person conversations, sometimes what is being communicated can get lost in translation. We've had to learn to really communicate well with each other. I think that's actually helped us, but we've, we've had to evolve a little bit. So make sure those lessons that you've learned, you're taken back to your workplace, back to your volunteer organization and strengthening those things, right? So these lessons have been good for us. So how do we improve? How do we get better with our communications? There's a couple things that we can do. Let's start all the way from the very beginning. Let's start from day one. Let's start by developing a straightforward, a solid onboarding process. Develop a, like a training program with documents and videos, things like that, that employees can review if they have any questions. So they, get, they all get the same message. Make your company culture easy to understand. With clear guidelines on how employees can support organizational values, what are the values? Do your, do your employees, do your people in your organization, do your do your people who go to church with you understand what the values are of that particular organization or that group? Are they clear? I can't tell you how important that is to make sure the culture and the values are clear. The guidelines are there for them to follow. Make expectations clear and measurable. Employee expectations are measurable goals that outline steps to follow for success. I'm going to read that again for you, okay? So this is what this article said. It said, employee expectations are measurable goals that outline steps to follow for success. I'm going to tell you, one of the biggest mistakes that young leaders make is they do not set expectations for their troops. They don't do it. They don't understand how to do it, so they don't do it. And then the employee never really has a clear expectation of what that boss, what that leader, what that supervisor expects of them. So there's already miscommunication there. Leaders, meet with your employees to assess their performance and give them feedback. It's okay to be a coach. And when I say be a coach, I want you to be a coach daily. Coaches in sport teams just don't coach sometimes. They coach all the time. Assume you've got a whistle around your neck all the time, and coaching is two things. Coaching is corrected behavior, but it's also reinforcing behavior. Make sure you're doing that as well as a coach. When someone's doing a good job, make sure you're clearly communicating to them that they're doing a good job. Reinforce the behavior that you want in your workplace. Reinforce it. Talk about it, and you're going to see more of it. Because you know what, you guys... Employees want to do a good job. Employees want to be valued. Employees want to contribute to the company or organization. They want to know that they're doing something good with the places that they're working or volunteering. So make sure when you see that type of performance, you're reinforcing it all the time. And another way to improve that communication is make sure you're asking for feedback. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Leaders, I want you to take that ego that you have, because we all have them. We all have issues with them. I want you to put them in your back pocket and say, hey, give me some feedback. Tell me what we're doing right. Tell me what we're doing wrong. Tell me how I can get better to make you more successful. That's what leaders do. Those are the kind of people. Those are the kind of leaders, I should say, that other people want to work for. Allow your people to share. Allow your people to communicate and watch how they lean into the mission. They lean into the vision. They lean into making things happen because they feel like they're a part of that organization. They feel like they're a part of that workplace. They're just not a number. They're just not an employee. They make a difference. We can do that just through communication. How important is communication? It's crucial. Absolutely crucial. And one thing I preach all the time, you guys, is when you receive some information, some good information that you need to spread, I want you to ask yourself, first question is who else needs to know this? One of the major problems in any organization is the lack of getting communication out to the right people. So when I get a piece of information, the first thing I ask myself is who else needs to know this? Who do I need to get this to? So they can be successful or or work on this or whatever it may be in their position. This information is just not for me. Who else needs to see this? And then leaders, I'm going to make sure you understand this because this is an issue too. Hold regular meetings. Did you hear what I said? Hold regular meetings. Keep your people briefed. Prepare for your meeting. Have a message. Do some training and engage your team. And I'm not talking about a military briefing. I've been through many of those. I'm talking about a meeting where people share and they feel safe to share, where you do some training, you ask some questions, you get people engaged within that meeting. Your people will look forward to those meetings, but that's on you to make those meetings interesting. Develop a meeting where people come away with something, they feel good about them. That's on you. That's on you to develop that type of meeting. And believe me, you're going to have employees who don't like to go to meetings. So you know what you do? Engage them. Use them. Use their strengths in the meeting. And watch how they start to lean in when they see that they can be a part of the meeting. Don't be afraid of meetings. Everybody wants to be in a good, informative meeting. Okay? The last thing I want to talk about when I'm talking about communication in the workplace is communication with your customers. There's two things that customers are usually going to tell you where there's a lack of communication. They thought they were going to get something that was not originally in the deal, but they thought they were going to get something that they didn't get. Okay. And then there's a lack of communication on service after a sale. No one called me. No one told me. No one explained that. This is the things that customers say. I've been in customer type, retail type of positions for a long time and had to deal with a lot of customer complaints. And the two things are, I thought I was getting this and no one called to tell me this. Make sure you're calling your customers. Make sure you're communicating with your customers. Make sure the customers always know what the status is. Even if that service item is not completed, they just want to know. They just want to be communicated to. When customers are angry, most of the time, you guys, it's a lack of communication from us as leaders, as retail organizations, or whatever the case may be. They just want to be communicated to. So, communication is one of those three things that every organization, every workplace struggle with, right? Accountability, trust, and communication. Let's work on communicating in our workplace. Let's work on communicating in our organizations that we volunteer. Let's work on communicating better in our places of faith. The last thing I want to talk about today is communication in the most important place, the home. Have dinner with your family. Talk about the issues that you're seeing today. Ask them what's going on in their world. Ask them how their day was. Ask about the experiences they had. Talk about the things that are going on in in America, in in the world, the issues socially, issues racially. How do they feel about those things? Start those lines of communication. Open them up and really get a feel of how these things in America, these things in our school systems, these things in the workplaces are affecting your family at home. The most important thing you can do is take care of the people in your home. That's where leaders start. We lead at home first and we build other leaders to go out into the world. So let's open that line of communication. If you don't do anything else, if you don't take any points from this podcast today, I want you to know one thing. The most important thing you can do is open up lines of communication within your own home. Let's start a good conversation at the dinner table. All right, this is John Parker with People First. I want you to have a great Memorial Day weekend. I want you to enjoy the weekend with your family. I want you to start a great conversation. Jordan, I think it's time to take us home. Hey, feeling good, like I should. in walk around the neighborhood. Feeling blessed, never stressed. Got that sunshine on my Sunday bed.